Friends, welcome back to another episode of the So What Podcast, where we have practical conversations about sowing intentionally into our lives so that we may reap abundantly. My name is Anna McGuire, and I'm so excited to have this quality time, quality conversation with you today. Now, I know I can say this about just about any episode, but for real, I mean this about this episode and the episode that's going to follow this. I am so excited. This is going to be my first ever two-part series, so you're going to listen to this episode and you're going to want to listen to the next one because so much good content that I couldn't put it in just one slot. And so... With that being said, there has been a lot of planning, a lot of preparation for these two episodes, and I haven't been doing it alone. I've been doing it with the help of my best friend and college roommate and the person who introduced me to the hero of my life, my husband, Andrew McGuire, Uh, but Janelle, Janelle Nesbitt, my best friend, roommate, matchmaker for me, love her. She's been working with me through this, this conversation and, spoiler alert, she is going to be my first ever guest on the second episode of this two-part series. So as you can see by the the episode title, the title of this episode and the episode that is going to follow this one is It's No Personal Loss When Others Thrive. It's No Personal Loss When Others Thrive. You see, this title, I didn't just come up with it for the sake of coming up with a title. This is actually a phrase Janelle adopted in our college years. This was something that she said all the time. And when I say all the time, I literally mean all the time. She would just like naturally in conversation, it's no personal loss when others thrive. Hey, it's no personal loss when others thrive. And a good day, it's no personal loss when others thrive. On a bad day when you're feeling like jealous, it's no personal loss, Anna, when others thrive. She just began to say this phrase on such a regular basis that it became part of my language, my vocabulary, and I hope my DNA as a person. This idea that when somebody else has something good happen in their life, it does not take away from my life. When somebody else has some major victory, that doesn't mean that I have some kind of loss in my life. That there is enough goodness and there is enough... uh, wins for everybody and that celebrating others does not diminish what I have done and it doesn't diminish maybe what I haven't done either. Celebrating others needs to become a part of my life. I I, I just loved that Janelle introduced me to this idea. So a few weeks ago as I was planning and thinking through the podcast episode calendar, the phrase It's no personal loss when others thrive immediately came to my mind and I thought I need to get Janelle in on this and we need to have a conversation on celebrating others well. I think if I were to ask just about anybody, if you want to celebrate other people well, like you want to be happy when others are happy and, you know, not rejoice at their failure or their heartache, I think everybody would say, yeah, I want to celebrate others well. I want to live my life in such a way that I... I'm not uh, unhappy when other people are happy or I'm not envious or jealous. I think all of us would say that, but before we can get to celebrating others well, I think we need to really take a look at our lives and something that has become so inundated in society and so accepted by us that we may not even realize it's there. If you could describe 
to me, your average day, you'd probably begin to describe a routine of sorts. You would describe how you shower, brush your teeth, you make your coffee, your drive to work, where you eat lunch at. You would begin to tell me of a routine. One piece of the routine that I think we'd all probably leave out is envy. I've been a counselor and studying counseling for quite some time, and I've been preaching in church services since early college, and one thing I've rarely been asked to counsel on or preach on is envy. Why is that? I think it's because it is so routinely a part of our lives that we don't even realize it's there. With social media, the ability to shop 24-7 online, and, and did I mention social media? Envy is just a part of our lives. YouTube, social media, online shopping, just our day-to-day interacting with others. Envy is so ingrained into our society, and I'm going to even use the word, it's so ingrained into us that we don't even realize it's there. When I say the word envy, a lot of ideas or assumptions of what it is and isn't may come to mind. So I'm going to define what I see envy as. And I'm taking this idea from Timothy Keller. He's a theologian, a apologist, and he describes envy in three parts. And I love it, so I'm going to use it. The first part of envy is this idea or this action of comparison. You are comparing your life to somebody else's life. That's usually statements or thoughts of they have this and I do not. Or I have this and they do not. They have this relationship or they have this job and I do not. They have this kind of car or they have this kind of confidence and I do not have that. That is the first part of envy is comparison. But comparison on its own isn't necessarily wrong because comparison itself is a statement of fact. It's what we then do with that comparison. The second part of envy is desire. You desire or you want something or someone or some kind of experience of somebody else's life. The essence of envy is not being content with what you have. And that begins to develop that comparison, which then leads into, I want their looks. I want their job. I want their connections. I want their spouse. I want their attitude. Or I want their fill-in-the-blank. Comparison, beginning to recognize what they have and you don't. And then taking that comparison and turning it into a desire, something you want from their life. When comparison moves to desire, it's impossible to enjoy what you have. I'm going to camp out more on this in just a moment, but when comparison moves to desire, again, because comparison on its own isn't envy. It's when comparison moves to desire, it is literally impossible to enjoy what you have because you want what somebody else has. And then the third part of of envy is resentment. Resentment is that you resent them for their life, for what they have in their life, for what they live out, what they they um, experience on a daily basis, maybe somebody that they have in their life or a job that they have. 
you begin to feel like they don't deserve what they have and somehow you do deserve what they have. Resentment most often looks like you're happy when they're sad and sad when they're happy. And like you love to hear stories about failure or disappointment and you'd never verbalize that. You're like, I would never say I love it. But deep down, it's this like satisfaction when you see that person fail or see somebody fail that you're like, "Mm, that feels good. That is a result of envy. Envy. Like think about like all the celebrities and Things like I, I, a bunch of celebrities come to my mind and I don't want to use their stories, but think about like their failures and like when we hear their failure, we're kind of like, hmm, had it coming to them. They're super rich, super beautiful, super successful, whatever. You know, it kind of feels good. We're like, hmm, they had it coming. Or, you know, it's good to see that they're human too. That is a result of envy. Timothy Keller, who again, I took those three ideas of what envy is from, he puts it this way. Envy, at its purest form, at its simplest way that we can say it, is envy is being happy with people's unhappiness and unhappy with other people's happiness. I'm going to say that again. Envy is being happy with people's unhappiness and unhappy with other people's happiness. So envy is three-part comparison, desire, resentment. And It may not sound like, okay, we talk about envy. It sounds pretty simple. Like, oh, yeah, I need to get rid of that. And you stop comparing and desiring my life and resenting these people. Like, yeah, I know it's not that good. But I want to talk specifically what envy does. What envy does. And I think that this is so important to live lives of abundance, to live lives of purpose, of of excitement, of joy, of healthy relationships, is that we need to understand that envy, it robs us of joy. Envy robs us of joy. It makes you less happy with what you have. It begins to give you this disparity mindset that there is not enough good things to go around. So somehow in your subconscious, you begin to believe what I have because they have something good What I have is not good or it is not good enough. Envy robs you of joy, not just of the things you have materially, but relationally. As a counselor and a pastor, I see that envy most often takes place not with material things, but with relational things. And that when we begin to see somebody's healthy friendship or healthy dating relationship or marriage, and then we begin to see maybe we aren't dating anybody or we don't have healthy friendships or we don't have a healthy marriage or maybe we're not married and we want to be is that it makes us discontent with what relationships we do have and we don't see our relationships that we have as worth investing into envy it robs us of joy and another thing that I've observed and experienced is that when we have envy fully moving and growing in our life is that it just continues to grow. It's like a weed. Like we think, you know, we start getting envious about something like a car or a house. And then that leads to being envious about a job or somebody's looks or somebody's relationships. Envy does not stay stagnant. It grows. It grows, which again leads to robbing you of joy. 
leads you to robbing you of contentment. If you want to have joy in your daily life, if you want to have joy for what you have or what you get to experience on a day-to-day basis, if you want to have gratitude, if you want to be content in the positive sense that you are content with what you have, you've got to eradicate envy. Envy and contentment cannot coexist in our world. It is one or the other. You cannot be envious of other people's things or other people's lifestyle or relationships and still be content with what you have. You cannot be content and envious simultaneously. You've got to choose one. And in next week's episode with Janelle, we're going to be talking more about how to celebrate others well, what it looks like to truly celebrate and not be envious, how to be happy with other people's happiness, how to um, come alongside people in struggling seasons instead of maybe gloating over it subconsciously. But for today, I just want to give two very simple things for how to overcome envy so that you can own the mindset that it is no personal loss when others thrive. The first thing, which this is going to sound so cheesy, so don't drown me out, is practicing true love. You see, true love is rejoicing and celebrating with those who are celebrating. True love is celebrating other people's victories as if they were your own victories. Another part of true love, what this would be, is we weep with those who weep. We come alongside of those who are hurting instead of gloating over their hurt or gloating over maybe some kind of fractured relationship they have. Like, I saw that coming. And again, that usually comes out of an envious place. We hurt with those who hurt. We weep with those who weep. Simply, we practice true love. We celebrate when, when others are celebrating. We have unconditional celebration of others. And we weep with those who weep. And again, we're going to talk more about this next week with Janelle. She is a rock star. She is the epitome of celebrating other people well. She is the... I don't know how to explain it other than she is like the celebrating others guru. Like she is amazing at it. She's everyone's cheerleader. So we're going to talk more and do a little bit of a QA and a with her on celebrating others well. And that's a part of practicing true love. Celebrating others well. Championing other people as if it was your own cause. As if it was your own victory. As if it was your own personal gain. Celebrating others well. The second part to overcoming envy, and this is going to be my, you need to put this into practice, like you can do it directly following this episode, is practicing gratitude. Being thankful for what you have. And again, this is going to sound cheesy. Don't drown me out. Stay with me for a moment. Like I mentioned earlier, envy robs us of joy. It robs us of gratitude for our relationships and the material things we already have. So my question for you is, when was the last time you took inventory of what you actually have? An inventory on the relationships that you have, the job that you have, the the belongings, the home, the car, the education. When was the last time you really thought through the good things you have in your life? For me, I don't do it often enough. 
And I'm going to challenge you that today, in order to really own the mindset that it is no personal loss when others thrive, you've got to begin, again, practicing true love, celebrating others when all, unconditionally, weeping with those who weep, not gloating. But here's a big part of it, is practicing gratitude for what you have. Seeing the good in what you have. That you actually really aren't lacking what you think you may be lacking. Taking inventory. What do I have to be grateful for? Again, in your relationships, in your material things, in your education, in your job. Maybe it's even your looks. You can start looking in the mirror and saying, you know, I've got great eyes. Or I've got a great, I don't know, eyebrows or hair or whatever it may be celebrate and be thankful for what you have I shared this a few weeks ago on the podcast is about loving yourself again we can love others in the capacity in which we love ourselves so again love yourself be thankful for what you have celebrate your what you have so that you may celebrate others well in the days to come Friends, it is no personal loss when others thrive. Do not let envy become so a part of your life that you don't even recognize that it's there. Envy is comparison. It is desiring what other people have, and it is resentment. And those things, envy in its totality, it robs us of joy. It robs us of contentment. And when there is no joy and no contentment in our life, we become bitter, we become angry, and we become purposeless in our lives. So today, practice true love by celebrating others well, by weeping with those who weep, and for taking inventory on what you have, being grateful for what you have, celebrating what you already have. Again, I'm so excited for the second part of this episode with Janelle. She is just a gold mine of celebrating others' wisdom. I know you're going to love hearing from her. So tune in for the second part of this series. It is no personal loss when others thrive. I love you guys so much. Know that I'm always in your corner cheering you on, believing that you can sow intentionally so that you can reap abundantly in the days to come, that you can be content and joy-filled all the days of your life as you choose not to let envy become part of your routine, part of your life, that you don't even recognize that it's there, that you choose to eradicate envy. I love you guys. Again, celebrating you so intentionally today so that you can reap abundantly in the days to come.